Welcome to Intuitive Astrology with Molly McCord. Thank you so much for joining me today as we're going to take a look at the astrological energies from December 13th until December 20th. As we move through these vibrant Sagittarius season energies, we now have Mercury retrograde. Plus, in the week ahead, we have some really beautiful energies unfolding, as well as the Sun in Sagittarius squaring Neptune in Pisces and the Sun conjunct the galactic center. So we'll be talking about all of that and more in today's show. But before we dive in, I did want to bring your attention to an annual meteor shower that's happening right now. It's the Geminids meteor shower that actually started on November 19th and it lasts until December 24th, but it's peaking this week, December 13th and December 14th. And that is when we see more of these meteor showers coming down, filling up the sky. They look like little white dashes of light and they are quite beautiful to witness, especially because the peak of the meteor shower is happening right after the Sagittarius new moon. So the sky is still very dark. There's no moonlight interfering with seeing these meteors dance across the sky. And they say that there are approximately 120 meteors per an hour when they are the most active. So if you're able to view them from where you're at, of course, it does depend on cloud coverage and other factors. Typically, you can see them the most at night and in the pre-dawn hours. And by night, I don't mean late at night, like it can be 9 p.m., 10 p.m., you can have a really good visible shot of them. So in addition to the meteor shower, we also have some new solar wind that will be arriving on Earth December 15th and 16th. And these are solar winds coming from the coronal hole on the sun. And this is also what creates the very powerful geomagnetic storms that interrupt our connections, our technology, uh, certainly what's going on in the Earth's atmosphere. And we experience geomagnetic storms differently depending on your latitude, depending on where you are in relation to the Earth's access tilt this time of year. So it does vary, of course, depending on your latitude and where you're at on the planet. However, these solar winds are also what create the really beautiful Aurora Borealis experiences, also known as the Northern Lights. So you might even see those as well, gaining strength and being more visible depending where you are, especially if you live close to the Arctic Circle. So now moving on to the astrology of this week, let's start with the sun in Sagittarius, which is now in the third decan of Sag, which is the last 10 degrees of its astrological journey through all 30 degrees of the sign. The sun in Sagittarius is going to be trining the north known in Aries for a few days, and it's occurring at 22 and 21 degrees. From December 14th to December 16th. So we have an extended period of time here with the sun in Sagittarius trining that north node in Aries, December 14th, 15th, and 16th. And this is the energy of moving forward. 
What are you moving forward towards? What is the new energy, the new chapter, even the renewal you're experiencing or feeling in your life? Because that North Node, as it journeys retrograde through Aries, it's activating more of what you're ready to begin that is calling to you. It has your name on it. There's a sense of, yes, this is correct for me. I want to do this. It can be a new adventure, a new start, a new chapter, but also it's quite personal. It's subjective. It's where you're honoring how you want to make the most of your life right now. And then the trine from the sun in Sagittarius is more expansion, more growth. What do you want to choose now that you're ready for? It can be uplifting and motivating. This is fire sign energy where there is motion and growth. There's a sense of, I can do it. I'm feeling confident. I'm ready. I'm willing. Let's go. So there's encouragement here. So stay aware of where these two energies are connecting in your chart. So you would identify where you have 21 and 22 degrees of Aries, as well as 21 and 22 degrees of Sagittarius. And those two houses where you have those degree points are the areas of your life that are connecting. And it's where you're going to feel the energy rising, a push of inspiration, sort of this why not energy. Why not just go for it? Why not just move in this direction and try it? And it's meant to connect you with more possibilities, with more of what excites you about life. So look at what shows up for you over these next few days because there's a lot of yes energy here. And then to add even more to this energy signature, we also have Mars in Sagittarius trining Chiron retrograde in Aries at 15 degrees. So now we have two interactions here between planets in Sagittarius the sun and Mars making trines to two planets and points in Aries, the North Node and Chiron. So there's this double message going on. There's something coming through that you're going to naturally want to do. And with Mars trining Chiron retrograde in Aries, this could feel like a risk at first. It could feel like something that you're not sure about, but there's a push for independence. There's a push for independence to move forward, to trust yourself, to trust it without overthinking, without staying too long in your logical, rational mind. This is the energy of partnering with the universe to do something new. And if you've been hesitant or if there's a part of you that has wondered, can I handle this? Am I ready? I think there could be messages here over this next week that give you validation that yes, it's time. Yes, you're ready. And look at that. You're going to have support as well. So that trine between Mars and Sagittarius and Chiron and Aries occurs on December 15th. Now keep in mind with the Chiron energy, especially as we get towards the end of December, Chiron is moving very slow as it prepares to station direct on December 26th at 15 degrees of Aries. And Chiron initially feels like it weakens us. 
especially in Aries. It feels like a weakening. It feels like a loss of confidence, a loss of action, a loss of something, a loss of independence or courage that we've been relearning. We've been softening into that experience, allowing ourselves to tap into what did I not see before within me that I can build up and strengthen. So this could be something comes through that feels I'm feeling the word destined. I'm feeling the word something is opening up here that you weren't ready for previously. And because the North Node is involved and because the North Node moves slowly and goes at its own pace, it's almost like, you know, the fire signs can be so impatient, always ready to go, tapping their foot, right? Like, I'm ready, I'm ready. There could be something this week that opens up that you've been waiting for and it arrives or you turn a page or something begins and it could even make sense why you had to wait. There could even be a sense of, oh, that's what I had to go through. That's what I was healing. That's what I was working through within myself in order to be at this place to have this line up. I feel too like there's been so many soul contracts closing out. There have been a lot of intense, deep energies, and especially in the Aries late degree points, as well as the other cardinal signs that have had strong interactions with Pluto. You've been reshaped and reformed. You felt powerless. You were maybe involved in a lot of like karmic cycles or things you had to just work through and they've been intense and brought up a lot. Now it feels like this energy is really turning a corner and there are new energies coming in and that could be something you experience. New arrivals, new opportunities, new things that just show up. And it's also that affirmation from the universe that, of course, there's a divine journey involved. Of course, there's divine timing involved, but we want to see it, right? We want to really have proof of it. This could be a week where you understand the bigger picture of something, something you've been moving through, something you've had to be patient around. And the bigger picture is Sun in Sagittarius, where you've been accumulating wisdom. You've really been tapping into what am I learning at a soul level? And that energy is still prominent this week, especially with that Sun in Sagittarius squaring Neptune and Pisces for an extended period of time. Now, this square is going to happen for just over two days, December 16th through the 17th. And that's because both the sun and Neptune are traveling together from 24 degrees to 25 degrees in their respective signs. Typically, the sun will square Neptune for one day, but no, not this time. You get a double whammy, an extended period of the sun and Sag squaring Neptune and Pisces as they both move from 24 to 25 degrees. And I feel this is significant because of Neptune and Pisces changing degrees. Neptune moves so slowly. And because it's an outer planet, it brings our consciousness and an energy to something that we're meant to feel into and tap into at deeper levels of our being. 
It's a deeper connection to our intuition, to our feelings, to our higher self. It's also our ability to detach from the real world, the physical world, and connect to our own timelessness, to trust that, okay, everything is meant to change. Everything dissolves. And how do I transcend above the physical world? How do I continue to have faith and trust when that isn't how I would normally feel at certain times on my journey? And this Neptune in Pisces, it wants us to be strong enough to ebb and flow. It wants us to trust ourselves enough to ebb and flow. And so as the sun squares Neptune and Pisces for an extended period of time, you're really tapping into how you are trusting a deeper process and if you are fully integrating more of your soul's essence, if you're really listening to your intuition, if you're really allowing yourself to understand what it means to detach from your own expectations, to just stay open, Stay open to what you don't know. Stay open to all the possibilities and all the miracles that can unfold. Stay open to the wisdom of the universe that can bring you things unexpectedly. And it's always based on your own frequency. Now, this can also be karma. This can also be like a karmic boomerang. And I mean that in actually a neutral manner because things can come back to you that you've beautifully created where you have been abundant and generous or you've just been very open and kind and compassionate. And then all that can come back to you in some form or another. This is also the end energy of looking at what do I continue to trust when I know that all experiences are fleeting and nothing lasts forever. And Neptune and Pisces is the stronger energy here with this square to the sun. So if that sun in Sagittarius, for example, has been too overblown, too involved or too connected to the ego, for example, or too locked in to being correct Uh, This can certainly be judgments. This can be the experience of loving your ivory tower or thinking that you have it all figured out and you know all the answers. I mean, that's the inflated sun in Sagittarius where it doesn't allow room for differences. It doesn't allow room for others to have their choices, their experiences, or their opinions. It can be quite rigid, in fact, and that is where the energy would then expand. So what you're looking at is what part of my energy am I wanting to expand, but I see it as expanding into a point of dissolving where it's just so beautiful and effervescent that you can allow things to leave knowing that something else will come in and take its place in a beautiful form and in a beautiful way. So the sun squaring Neptune, it can be deflating the ego. It can be the feeling of loss or discouragement and disappointment. But what that gives you is an opportunity to check in on your own energy and what have I been maybe too attached to? Where have I been overly invested in something without allowing the energy to stay open and to breathe and to have room for growth? So this could be a wonderful energy to check in on where you're at in your spiritual journey with those particular principles around trust and openness, as well as 
themes of righteousness or ego inflation. There could be something that develops that reminds you of the growth you're ready for next, but you have to give something up. You have to let it go. And that is what the square from Neptune and Pisces is about. It's the surrender of something, and that could simply be a belief system, an energy, something that maybe had been exaggerated as an ideal And you're turning a corner on that. You're saying, okay, it wasn't showing up in this form or it's not going to happen in this way. But I know that means that something else will instead. And there's other options. There's other things available to me when I remain in those higher frequencies of trusting myself, trusting my soul, and trusting that the universe has unlimited potentials of creation. So this square is a big energy over this week. And if you look at it through a spiritual lens, through what you're learning, what you're learning in this lifetime, what you are open to experiencing that will allow you to continue to understand what you want to choose next, that's going to allow the energy to flow through. And in fact, it also can allow an opening. It can allow that whatever you're surrendering, you're letting go of, you're like, okay, this is over, or I don't know what's going on. That's another theme, is not having clarity, but even feeling like you can trust that as well. That's a very powerful place to be because then you're rooting into yourself that whatever will unfold next, whatever arises, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to make it through. I'm going to continue on my path. I'm going to continue to trust myself as these energies move through me, the highs and lows, the emotional flows of life. And how can I remain detached from one particular outcome, but remain more attached to the higher wisdom that is always available to me. So this could be letting go of something that the ego wants or the ego is planning or that you feel has lost its prominence or its energy for you. And of course, anything that stirs up emotionally is very normal in this human experience, but it does not mean that you're surrendering or giving up your trust in your soul or in your connection to the universe. There's a lot of spiritual energy going on this week and you could feel it as these intuitive knowingness messages. Like there's things that just finally click or connect. Like I'm seeing it as something comes through and it can even be like, I didn't know that. I didn't see that. It's like it delivers it into that Sagittarius knowingness that's meant to keep growing. And then the sun in Sag connects with the galactic center at 27 degrees of Sagittarius on December 19th. This is an annual occurrence where the sun is expanded through the galactic center's incoming streams of light codes, and it continues to open us up to more things that we didn't realize, that we didn't know would be possible. It's also very evolutionary, and it's meant to evolve us. Every time the sun is conjunct the galactic center, it's meant to evolve us as a species. It's meant to evolve us as a collective here on this planet. It's also meant to keep us open to our energies amongst other energies in the solar system and then beyond that into the galaxy. 
So the sun conjunct the galactic center is often, I didn't see that before. I didn't know that before. Wow, I didn't see it in that way. I didn't consider it from that angle. And this is also, I feel at a deeper level, how we're tuning into more of the galactic energies that have always been present here on this planet. And those have been some of the mysteries that have been covered up and shrouded. Those are some of the mysteries that haven't been fully disclosed and in fact have been hidden from humanity because when the fuller galactic story of this planet emerges, it challenges everything. It challenges everything that has been taught in classrooms, that has been written in books. It brings up things that question what we've read about in various religious texts or in various belief systems. So there's a lot that's going on on our planet that's beyond what we have previously conceptualized. And so here we have more of these messages coming through that will result in more evidence, more evidence coming through of other beings who have been on this planet. For example, the six foot footprints that have been found in South Africa that would imply that those are the footprints of beings beings that are 20 to 40 feet tall. Now, wait a minute. Where's that information being taught? Where is that coming out? It's not. And then there are the fingers that have been found as well, like these really long two to three foot in length fingers that certainly are not connected to the human skeletal system. So there's a lot of evidence on our planet of other beings that have been here that have also left their energy, have imprinted it, and it opens us up to all these other mysteries, all these other stories that we're starting to connect the dots around, that we're starting to understand how we are a planet that's been visited for eons by other beings, but it's not something that humanity has been made aware of. And so we are continuing to evolve our knowledge. And that's why I find it fascinating that the sun in Sagittarius makes a conjunction to the galactic center in Sagittarius, which is exactly that, expanding our knowledge base the bigger stories, the bigger picture of our place in the cosmos and other beings that have been here and who travel here from different timelines, who travel here with different intentions, different technologies, different energies, different capabilities, many of them being more advanced and being aware of human genetics, the DNA that composes us and the various genetic experiments that have been occurring on this planet for centuries and centuries. Now, there are many species who have been on this planet with different intentions, different agendas, uh, some with very dark agendas and some with very light, loving, benevolent agendas. And that's all part of the bigger picture of what's going on above our heads, beyond Earth's atmosphere. Of course, this makes sense when you consider that now we have a space force here in the U.S., not that they disclose what they're doing and all of their various missions and intentions, but there's so much happening off planet that during Sagittarius season, we perk up. Our ears perk up, our energies perk up, and we start to sense the expansiveness of energies we haven't even 
began to dive into. So these are big themes that are occurring, especially over this next week. And these are big energies that will continue to show up throughout the rest of this decade and beyond. It's how our planet is changing permanently. It's how history is being rewritten. It's also part of the battle between those who do not want history to be rewritten, who do not want these beings to be revealed or these stories to emerge. So there is certainly a lot going on here in our little planet in the galaxy. And this is always a prime time when we can stay aware of more of those messages and information that comes up. Now, speaking of information, yes, we have Mercury retrograde in Capricorn right now. And as Mercury is retrograde, the messenger planet makes beneficial trines this week to Jupiter in Taurus retrograde at five degrees. That occurs on December 18th. And this would be a great time to revisit what do I want to get done before the year is over? What do I need to get to the finish line and prioritize? Where do I want to just clear some things off my plate or understand that I have support to get caught up? In fact, that's a strong energy here through the second half of December. Where do you need to focus in and get some things done? And this is especially beneficial this week because that Mercury in Capricorn wants to prioritize, wants to look at where things didn't quite happen, where the results were not fully achieved, where things could be corrected. Of course, with Mercury retrograde, we often have to do things again. And so we have to be easy on ourselves and understand, okay, I might have to go back and redo this. I might have to check this out, make sure these are the correct details or this is the right thing. But understand that when this Mercury retrograde trines Jupiter retrograde in Taurus, you could just have this deep commitment to make progress and I feel it also as an expansion of time where if there's something you want to make progress on, you could ask for that support from your spirit guides and say, okay, I need to get this done. Can you please expand the time I have available so that I can make more progress and more headway? I feel like this can be quite productive and that's why it's great to get caught up, to look at what's important and to review things that maybe you thought were done, but then when you look at it again, you take that second glance at it, you see things that you didn't see initially and you're ready to bring in more of what would work better. Now, because this is happening in the earth signs, this certainly supports anything in the physical world that relates to finances, possessions, and food and clothing. It's almost like maybe you have to buy someone a gift again because the first thing isn't right or they already have it. That can be part of this energy. Or you're ready to clear things out if you've accumulated too much or have felt overwhelmed. Maybe now you have a sense of being decisive and realistically choosing what you want to keep, what you don't want to keep, basically reducing overwhelm and feeling more empowered when you do so. Mercury retrograde in Capricorn also assesses the purpose, looks at is this really needed? It eliminates emotional attachment. You don't do something because it feels good and you're not feeling swayed 
to say something because it's polite. For example, you're very aware of the power of your words and maybe you want to sit with some things like if you are ruminating on big decisions or big choices or things you are considering in the new year, you could have that need to let me just think it through and really get clarity on how much of a priority this is for me, how much I want this in my life experience, as well as what's involved if I move forward with it. The trine from Jupiter retrograde in Taurus is reviewing the financial connections to it, looking at what you have invested in and determining if it's still in alignment with you in 2024 and beyond. I'm seeing this related to official matters or serious matters, such as your taxes and looking at, okay, what do I need to do now for tax deductions or anything that would benefit me that I have to take care of before year end? So business matters are highlighted, contracts, agreements you have in place with others might come up to be revisited or reconsidered. There is certainly a professional focus here with this Mercury retrograde in Capricorn related to your job, professional projects, career things in front of you, your to-do list. All of that is part of what Mercury wants you to slow down and look at. And the slowdown is natural for Capricorn because it's the things we take seriously. What we take most seriously because of our responsibility and commitments to them. So it is wise to trust that you need time. There's things you just need time to sit with before moving ahead or before giving a final answer. It actually coincides nicely with the end of the year when so many people are on holiday and traveling. So it's understandable that people won't get back to you until sometime in January. It's also a beautiful time to just take a break and relieve yourself of any of that ongoing mental spinning, even something that you feel you have to fix or figure out, which is a strength of the earth signs. The earth signs want to fix it, want to make it better, want to be productive and industrious. And this would be a time period of saying, hey, I can only do so much. So I'm going to give myself a bit of a break and come back to this in the new year. And maybe that's the information you're gonna be conveying to people over this next week, especially in the office or with coworkers who are trying to push something forward and the energy just doesn't seem to support it right now. So this is interesting because this is focusing in on what we have to do professionally, where our responsibility lies, our commitments, right? And feeling like, let me just take a beat here and sit with it. And it's a different energy than what I talked about previously in the podcast, where there's this go for it, right? This move ahead, say yes. And the difference is that where that energy is rising to make moves and to trust yourself is personal. It could be something that you're just feeling, I have to do this for me. It's not about other people. It's just something that I want to experience and I want to move towards. But it's the opposite of how this Mercury retrograde in Capricorn wants to slam on the brakes and doesn't want to do that. So you could be feeling both of those energies simultaneously in various areas of your life. So you would look at where you have the first decan of Capricorn energy in your chart as that's where Mercury retrograde is this week. And that's where the slowdown is occurring, which is different than the Sagittarius and Aries energies in your chart that are 
very active, very inspired, and moving ahead. And then the other main aspect we have over this next week is Venus in Scorpio opposing Uranus retrograde in Taurus at 19 degrees. And this is exact on December 20th. Now this is when that Venus in Scorpio opposes Uranus that has something she wants. There's a desire, there can be a comparison, there can be something surprising that comes up that you see somebody else has it and you want it. And that Venus in Scorpio, she wants to be in control. She wants what she wants. And there could be a jealousy energy there, but you're meant to break yourself free from that to really look at what is that frequency about because those lower octaves of Scorpio reveal where you aren't feeling empowered to create that for yourself. And so somebody could reflect back to you or something could happen that brings you into higher awareness of what you want, what would be good for you, what lights you up, what warms your heart. And then you realize, I don't have that, or I really wish I could experience that. And this is where Venus and Scorpio invites herself into her power. And this could be something too that she resists. And it does depend on the level of consciousness, the maturity, the emotional awareness involved. But when Venus and Scorpio is triggered, she can either react with a sting or she can internalize that energy and say, I'm going to use this to make myself better. I'm going to use this to benefit me. And even if I don't want all of it or exactly the same thing, what can I claim here that is true for me, that is self-loving, that honors my power and what I can create in this lifetime without comparison, without jealousy, without connecting to the energy of lack? And this is also how Venus in Scorpio can be competitive because competition, yes, it has its place. And there are certain environments and areas of life where it's just built into the experience. But competition is connected to the frequency of lack that there can only be one or someone has to be better or someone has to be the best. And so it can bring up and stir up mean girl energy It can stir up things that you think you have to do to be more lovable, to be better, to be more powerful. And Venus and Scorpio can then go into manipulation and control dynamics. She can think that everything is reflecting something back to her that she's not good at. So it's important to check in here on your own self-value and your self-worth This energy is actually extra strong because Uranus retrograde in Taurus is ruled by Venus since Venus is the natural ruler of Taurus. So something is being reflected back to you around where your current self-worth and personal values lie. And that can be the invitation to change something for yourself, to rise up in an area of yourself that has been lacking or that you haven't liked. That's another thing here is that that Venus in Scorpio, if she doesn't like certain parts of herself, she can project it onto others. That's where her sting can come out. That's where she can also be rather vicious and mean 
because she's almost taking it as something personal to her own sense of value in the world. So this is an opportunity to reprogram something. Sort of like, let's say, a friend or someone you know rolls up in a vehicle that you want, a brand new car, and that's what you wanted, you've always wanted that, and they have it and you don't. That's where you can say, you know what? I can also create what I want in this world. It's not like there's only one vehicle available. I'm not going to compare that. In fact, yay for them. They have something new that they want or that they enjoy. I can do it too. There's room for all of us to be abundant and to be powerful as manifestors. But you have to be honest with yourself around your true emotional response and your true frequency. And so that's where you could say, you know, I'm kind of jealous. I really want that. I really wish that was mine. And an empowered Venus and Scorpio will say, you know what? I'm going to be happy for her knowing it's nothing to do with me and I'm going to use this as fuel for my own passions and for my own inspiration of what I want to manifest next. So that dynamic is in play. Again, that happens on December 20th where something could trigger you or something could come up that shows you what you want or what you don't have. And that would be an opportunity to raise your own energy, your own consciousness around your personal empowerment. And that, in fact, connects nicely with the strong Sagittarius energy of how can I be better at something? What am I learning through this experience? How can I use this to be in higher alignment with what I want, where I want to go next, and especially how I want to move into the new year and stay open to what will show up and meet me at this frequency. In fact, I was just on a podcast with Colleen and Robin Benelli. I have been on their podcast previously. It is called the Reiki lifestyle podcast where we talked about some of the big energies of 2024 and it was wonderful to be in conversation with them about these themes and potentials what we are moving into that is new in 2024 including Jupiter and Gemini Pluto returning to Aquarius, the upcoming eclipses, and so much more. So please check out their podcast. Again, it's called Reiki Lifestyle. And I really enjoy speaking with both of them. And it's always a joy to look at what we can do to make the most of these energies. And speaking of what's coming up in 2024, I am excited to share with you that I am going to be hosting a Midnight Sun cruise to Iceland, Scotland, and Copenhagen in June 2024. And we will be sailing near the Arctic Circle as the Earth is tilted towards the sun and the sun never fully sets and we will experience extended daylight hours that will allow us to see so many new vistas and scenery that you can only really view this time of year. So this is a week-long astrology cruise. I am teaching seven workshops. They are mostly taught during the days at sea. We will be 
breaking up into your knowledge level. So I'll have beginner, intermediate, and everyone level classes. So you can choose what you want and what fits for you. Of course, you can attend all of them. I'll also be doing a live Q&A. I will be providing you with your astrology chart plus custom astrocartography reports describing your personal astrology energies in Iceland, in Scotland, in Denmark, and where you currently live. And that's always fascinating to see where your astral cartography lines show up and what energies are highlighted for you at different places on our planet. So I'm very excited to give you those in addition to these astrology workshops I'll be teaching, plus all the beautiful ports of call that we'll be stopping in. So we begin in Reykjavik, Iceland on June 8th. We make two stops in some remote parts of Iceland that most people don't visit. So I'm very excited to check those out and to tap into those energies. Then we will sail south and stop in Kirkwall and Inverness, Scotland before ending our cruise in Copenhagen, Denmark. So it is a week-long cruise in June. The website is midnightsuncruise.com. And we've already had a wonderful response. I'm so excited that so many of you registered right away. I do want to share that what I just learned is that the prices are the best at the beginning when this launches. So the pricing is better now. We do have roommate matching available if you need assistance in finding someone to share a stateroom with. And we will be offering exclusive shore excursions for our group only. And that means they're not connected to the cruise line. They're only for us. So it's our group and we get to enjoy some very cool experiences and some sites that not everyone would have access to, but that's something that we wanted to put together and offer for you. So that is currently in the works. Yes, we are aware of the volcanic activity in Iceland at this time, and we have been monitoring it. In fact, we were ready to launch this back in November, and we just decided to wait to see what happened. So we recommend, you know, getting travel insurance for your flights, getting travel insurance just to cover your bases. Uh, But we know that these energies are unpredictable, and so something might happen and something might not happen. And either way, we will be adaptable and make the most of it. And so, yes, we begin in Reykjavik and we end in Copenhagen. It's not a round trip. So want to make that clear as you're making your plans. And also, this is a cruise, not a ferry. Some people have asked if they can get off at certain ports or get on at certain ports. And unfortunately, no, we're not able to do that. And we do have a wonderful travel agent team supporting us in this experience and you can always reach out to them our main point of contact her name is diane she is lovely she is responsive she has a lot of knowledge and so she can help you with any questions or particulars that might be coming up for you but i hope this is something that you can enjoy in june 2024 a bucket list adventure something that we can experience together as we not only see these beautiful sights but also study astrology and go into your chart even more you can check out the full schedule of the seminars at midnightsuncruise.com 
And one of the seminars I'll be teaching is about the rare Saturn-Neptune conjunction energies that are coming up in 2025 and 2026. I really want to go into those energies because it is going to be the next phase of time when the world changes again. And that's also why I wanted to do this cruise in 2024 instead of pushing it off or waiting a few more years. I'm like, let's do it now. The energy supports it. The astrology supports it. We're going to go for it. We're going to have a great time, have incredible experiences at each of these ports of call, and we're going to make the most of these opportunities when we can. So again, the website is midnightsuncruise.com. I will have links available for you below the podcast, plus it is in my email newsletter and on my website as well. So as always, thank you so much for joining me for this weekly podcast. I will be back every Monday and Wednesday for another show. I do have family in town over the holidays, but I plan to keep my podcast schedule. So of course, Mercury is retrograde, I know, and things can change, but I'm committed to doing this podcast for you. I don't skip an episode unless I really need to. So we will continue on through the rest of this year together. As always, I appreciate your time, your energy, and your presence. Thank you so much for making time in your busy life to listen. And I'm wishing you a beautiful journey ahead as we continue on through these 2023 energies. Take good care and I'll see you back here soon.